Welcome to the Run Better Podcast from Snackable Inspirations, where we talk to business leaders about employee engagement, experience, and motivation. For show notes and bonus content, visit snackableinspirations.com forward slash podcast. And remember, corporate learning and communications should not feel like work. If you want to truly engage your employees and create a measurable impact, share bite-sized videos made by people they want to hear from. If you'd like to learn how to do this for your business, get in touch with us at Snackable Inspirations. All right, let's get started. Garrett, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, I really appreciate you taking the time and I have some uh, great questions. I, I'm super excited to talk to you about employee engagement. And just to get started, if you wouldn't mind saying a little bit about yourself and your company, just to introduce the audience. So my name is Garrett Rossick, uh, Director of Employee Experience and Engagement. Um, and we are, I am part of the Bazaar Inc. Uh, the Bazaar Inc. is a family run business for, it's been around for 60 plus years. But pretty much what we do is we buy and sell, close out merchandise uh, through our wholesale department, through dollar stores and, and big time uh, mom and pop shops throughout the country. Uh, we also do e-commerce fulfillment for Amazon. And we also have a line of retail stores in the Chicagoland area called Bargains in a Box. Um, overall, uh, we have about 118 employees and pretty much what we do is we buy and sell name brand product at a, at a discounted rate. Uh, and then we sell it through all these different channels. So a lot goes into what we do. Uh, and um, you know, it's the relationships that we've held for so long with not just our vendors who we buy from, but also the people that we sell to uh, that's keep us sustained long-term, even through the pandemic as well. And uh, we were talking, uh, before I started uh, recording this, so we were talking about how one year one-man show in the operation and also how important it is for the employees to be engaged and that's a competitive advantage. So can you tell me first, what attracted you to employee engagement and why are you passionate about it? What I like about employee engagement is um, it's something where if you're able to, you know, do pulse check surveys and to get an understanding of what motivates your employees and, and, and what makes them happy, you're able to then incentivize them in the right category or direction. What got me into this was my background in IO psychology, where I started to read up on, you know, the different types of incentives um, and reward systems that could be important, but then also just, uh, you know, I, I think profit's important, but if your employees aren't engaged, right, you're, you're going to get the bare minimum or just what um, or what they're used to getting out of it, right? So there's a lot of ways that you can do this. Um, but what I love about it is my background's actually in education. I, I pivoted 360 into corporate um, and um, trying to, you know, take what I've learned in my grad school, but also, you know, I just love helping people, right? And so I think when you think of the line of em employee engagement, right, it's more than just I do HR, right? But you can take that to the next level. How you take that to the next level is you're not just approving payroll, but you're trying to, you know, I, I do four walks a day on the floor constantly. I know everyone's name in this building and it's the type of connection I have with each employee. I know what they do on the weekends. I know how they're doing. And it's like, I think what employee engagement is, it's taking that next step to getting to know your employees, you know, at a face value, not just at a face value, but who they are as people because you can better, you know, succession plan them into different um, departments and, and, and helping them grow as well. But it's just making an initiative. I think that's just what half the battle is. I don't just sit in my office, you know, on my, you know, in my office, close my door and, you know, crunch numbers all day. That's a, that's a part of it. But the other half is being that interpersonal, you know, connecting with new employees and, and, and so forth. All employees, excuse me. 
And uh, can you tell me, you're, uh, it's a small department. I think you're just the one person who is doing yeah. the engagement. So how do you, what do you do? What is employee engagement on your operation? What is it? Um, yeah, so what, so what employee engagement is on my end is uh, we have different sectors. We have a retail sector, warehouse, and front office, right? Uh, so what we do is uh, continuously, uh, daily, I, I send out pulse check surveys through Paylocity on different competencies based upon, you know, either, you know, leadership management, or it could also be, you know, just uh, overall employee satisfaction. You know, I have different buckets uh, that I draw from and that's just one segment of it but um, pretty much the goal of what we're trying to do here is to get some data uh, measurements so when I lay out incentive plans I first understand what our employees are looking for and what they want out of incentives but then I also am able to communicate with executives of what direction we should go in right you, you always think compensation is the number one engagement thing that's some of it but there's also little nuances of maybe having, you know, if we're hitting our numbers from a, from a, from a production standpoint in order picking, maybe we can offer lunch to our employees on a Friday, right? Something so small, but that's something where you're actually understanding off that data what the employees want. But that's little things here and there. But I also think when employee engagement too, I mean, HR is important, but employee engagement is just getting to know your employees. It's not just we treat them like they're cattle or just, you know, this is your job and so forth. We have a huge inclusion initiative. We have about 30% of our employees of people with disabilities, second chance employees, people who've experienced homelessness and uh, people who are uh, and, and uh, veterans. So you have this melting pot of inclusion here at a family run company how I built these relationships of making them stay in longevity of a tenure rate of 1.4 months is because I know them. And through the socialization from when they onboard, it doesn't matter if you're an hourly employee or a salary employee, you get the same onboard. It doesn't matter if you're an hourly employee or salary, you get to meet everyone in the building. You get the same t-shirt, you get the same water bottle. Creating that family-run business is like, yeah, I can be a part of a family-run business, but your actions in my, you know, in, in, in my role is super important because I want them to feel like they're at home, right? It's just another subset of, of, of their home life, but now it's in work. And now the first day that they meet me, they are, we have that relationship. I say, hey, this is an open door. We are who we are. We will offer accommodations that, are, that aren't undue hardships. So building this type of, you know, communication and dialogue at day one, even through onboarding, creates a sense that they are a part of something bigger than themselves and they're part of this bigger picture um, because when you talk about all these inclusion efforts and making sure that your employees are happy you know you have to be transparent with them um, and that's what I'm trying to do from day one. In terms of making them feel like uh, they're, at, they're at home, they're comfortable, they're connected with leaders, how do you open up these communications? Communications I think is a big aspect of employee engagement so yeah accomplish that so what i do is every time that even if uh from the interview process from the onboarding process what we do is um i give them a sheet of who their go-to person is and who the other person is and actually after they interview on their first day when we tour them and they meet everyone i give them a list of who their first second and, and third uh, communication channels are and even from not they're not just going into work and starting working they understand the framework of who they can go to and what i do is i actually have that conversation i say hey here is uh, today, here is, I'm not gonna say the person's name, but here is Johnny, right? And Johnny, hey, Johnny, this is your direct supervisor. This is the warehouse manager, and this is the scan pack supervisor. So if, if one, two people are out, this is your third, but you got one, two, and three. By creating that 
not just having that conversation of this is the person, this is the person, very black and white. I actually go into the warehouse. I sit down and I, yes, I spend 15 to 20 minutes to make sure that I articulate that effectively. But what that does is that makes them showing based upon my energy, volume, and how I respond to that conversation. Hey, I create the framework and, and the baseline. This is how, this is how you, you can act in that certain situation. This is who you can go to. And then, um, and then I also give examples of why you would communicate. Hey, if something's going on at home, you need to communicate before your work shift. Here's an example of what that looks like. So I'm not just talking about it. I'm then role-playing it and then actually taking it to the next step as well. And I noticed in the background, I think that's a to-do list. I can't make anything else, but uh, tell me like big picture, what are you working on? So we are in the process of doing an ERP implementation right here within our company. So what I'm doing is I'm breaking down ERP, uh, like enterprise planning resource system, you know, different functions. You have your accounting, your finance, your buying, and your, your warehouse. What I'm actually doing is I'm actually going in there and doing a needs assessment to gauge where the uh, technology level is within each department. So then I can start to develop different training materials. When we talk about employee engagement, that's a little bit different, but it's such a huge initiative because we're a small company. I wanna make sure that each department has not just visual cues, has videos of how to complete each of those processes within the ERP um, and then so forth, but then also incentivizing them once they um, you know, once they learn this process, because with any new change initiative, right, you're going to get that pushback. But if you can lay out the groundwork in the sense of giving them people, you know, through that accountability and that transparency, when the deadlines are going to be happening, <clears throat> I can then, so their awareness of it is, hey, this change is going to happen. But now I know it's not going to be tomorrow, right? I've got a six month window. And these are the training times that are going to be happening, and so forth. What we're also doing is we're doing uh, uh, monthly luncheons, uh, with the whole company. We're taking 90 minutes out of the day and we're offering a lunch for everyone within those different departments, within warehouse, retail, front office to get rid of silo effects that might occur right now to eliminate that. And what I did was excited last month when we had this, we had a drum circle and we actually did, uh, we had djembe, djembe drumming uh, and we had everyone participate and we have three rounds. And then also when we did the seating, we didn't actually have group seating. We had long lines. Those long lines were, uh, I didn't make it mandatory of where people would sit, but I made sure that within each department that they weren't just in their same departments where they work, right? And so kind of mitigating so those little nuances of small changes, you get to meet someone new. But when you get back to the socialization, when you first start your job, you understand from the introduction, you're meeting everyone, right? Within the Bazaar family. And now when we do these, you know, these, uh, these monthly luncheons, I'm trying for them to understand that it's not just, you know, in that one department, this is a bigger picture and so forth. Um, you know, there's other things too with, we just got 365, so I'm doing teams trainings as well. I have a lot of different, you know, age range and demographics within our company. So offering different types of training materials to engage our employees to use a new software, right? Um, and that's also being kind of open, right? We have an open door policy within all the offices, except right now because we're having this meeting, but they can always come and find me and, and, and so forth. And, you know, we have these radars where it says, like, do not disturb, ask questions or green light. Here, I'll give an example. This is something where we now have visuals and this is in everyone's office so that when the door is open, there's a cue that they need to know of where, you know, do not disturb, ask questions and also 
uh, free to talk. What that does is because you can't, it's hard to read body language. It's tough to know when someone's busy and when they're not busy. So just offering this as a tool, and that was based upon some feedback I've gotten, uh, you know, prior to this hangup. But you know, I'm always asking my employees for questions. Hey, what can we do differently? Oh, I need this. I need that. Okay, well, how do we how do we make this happen, right? So it's kind of this brainstorming effect where because I'm a one man team, I have to kind of lean on these different departments. But then once I follow through and I build that trust, you know, they open up more and more, right? And it's pretty, it's pretty exciting to see that type of stuff. And uh, being a, a small team, a one-man team, as you said, uh, what are, are there any challenges or is there something you wish you had? Is there anything missing? Yeah, I just think I have to be patient through myself, right? I don't have a lot of, you know, team members that I can just throw projects on, right? So the biggest thing is that silver spoon effect, right? We, we always want to, we do one thing and we like, oh, well, we can do this, this, and this. Because I'm a small team, right? And because I'm able, I'm able to put all my energy you know, and I can only put it in so many different directions. I like to really focus on one thing, get it done, you know, quality, check that, verify that process, make sure it's working. And if it's not redo, you know, go back to the drawing board and so forth. But what I don't want to do is take all these. That's why this bullet point list behind me is because I have to make sense of what aligns with the executives. What do they, what initiatives do they want to do? But then also push back and be like, Hey, this is how much we can handle right now, right? Because I'm a one-man team and just having that honest feedback. But once you do one to two like projects and initiatives correctly and you're seeing that output based upon the data from the pulse check surveys and just getting that feedback from employee engagement, you're then able to verify and say, hey, this actually is working. Look at our productivity measures within these departments um, and so forth. So it, it's kind of a tall task, but you 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 can't get overwhelmed and, and put yourself thinking, hey, this has to be perfect tomorrow because that's not the case. When you work in business, you have those sideshows that, you know, today I got in the office and I had to handle something that wasn't on my desk, right? Um, so really just having to kind of take that in, in stride and absorb it um, and then, also pay attention to those sideshows because even though they're sideshows, they're people sideshows. And when they're people sideshows, you can't just, you know, turn a blind eye um, and say, oh, that's not important. I have to focus on this project because employee engagement is 24 seven. It's not just something you can just turn off and turn on. Um, you always have to have that mindset and awareness in the back of your mind. Awesome. It's, it's always exciting to see how everyone is doing employee engagement a little differently. Yeah. Uh, just uh, to close it, I want to talk about some, uh, if you're seeing any trends, it could be technology, it could be just because of the hybrid workplace environment that they yeah. have, anything that you're seeing? With the streamline of technology, right, it's like we're kind of making all these IT changes. So what, so what I'm trying to do is, um, I don't know if there's a trend in the sense of what I'm seeing in the sense of, you know, what kind of makes sense because we're different. We've been fully, you know, on site through all this remote working. But what I've also seen is with the changes in, you know, satisfaction of employees and the dips and of COVID is what I'm doing is I'm offering different supports, uh, you know, either if it's mental health trainings or so forth based upon what our employees are feeling is just offering free services or just not from me, but, you know, kind of going into our budget and, and offering these types of pieces. But the next is just flexibility. I think when you're going through all of these rough changes, you know, I think with this HR and employee engagement, you, you kind of have to see it from their point of view of what they actually need. Right. And so, you know, there's some mental health pieces, people going through a lot of trial and tribulation, um, 
it makes sense from my point to not set these hard, rigorous, you know, well, this is what our handbook says, right? And I'm not saying you have to, you know, you have to cheat and so forth, but there's that ethical piece that I think is all involved. So I think what I've always tried to do is, is you know, put the policy out of the place and just see them from a person perspective. What can we do to better support that person in this current moment? Because right now they have 20 things going against them and maybe shoving this report for them to complete isn't the right thing right now um, because that's not going to get the best, you know, uh, production out of that person. So I don't know if there's an, another trend line. I'm just I'm trying to take it in waves uh, because I think every day right now is a little bit different. Um, another thing we do is we do COVID testing each week on site. That was something that really helps our employees understand that this is a safe workplace um, and so forth. But, you know, we're always changing. You know, I'm always trying to find small ways that, you know, if it's food, you know, different types of rewards, you know, maybe it's bargains bucks to our retail stores. How do we engage our employees without breaking the bank? And I think there's always those little things of, of me kind of going the extra step to maybe get bagels yesterday morning at 6.30 a.m. for testing, for COVID testing, and then supplying them to the whole warehouse. Those little things go a long way um, and, and, and don't lose sight of that as well. Awesome. Thank you very much for sharing and thanks for your time. I appreciate awesome. it. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for listening to the Run Better podcast from Snackable Inspirations where we talk to business leaders about employee engagement, experience, and motivation. For show notes and bonus content, visit snackableinspirations.com forward slash podcast. We'd love it if you would subscribe, like, and share the show with any friends and colleagues who are looking for fresh ideas on how to engage employees. Thanks, and see you soon.